Pushkin. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey there, it's Michael Lewis. Before we get to this episode, I want to let you know that you can listen to each episode of Judging Sam, The Trial of Sam Bankman-Fried, ad-free by becoming a Pushkin Plus subscriber. And with your subscription, You'll also get exclusive access to ad-free and early bingeable podcasts, like Paul McCartney's new podcast, McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History, The Happiness Lab from Dr. Laurie Santos, and tons of other top shows from Pushkin. Sign up in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm slash plus. Welcome to Judging Sam, The Trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. I'm Michael Lewis. Bankman-Fried was worth tens of billions of dollars before FTX, his cryptocurrency exchange, came apart at the seams. And now he's being tried for financial crimes that could send him to prison for the rest of his life. Lydia Jean Cott hosts today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lydia Jean Cott. The trial of Sam Bankman-Fried is officially underway. I arrived at the courthouse for the Southern District of New York at 6 a.m. Tuesday morning. It's this big, imposing building with revolving golden doors. Reporters, though, use a side entrance. When I got there, there was already a handful sitting on the ground. Someone even brought a folding chair. The mood was friendly and excited. It was kind of like we were all waiting for a flight together and we're friends. I spoke to a few people while waiting for the court doors to open. And um, why are you here this morning? Hi, my name is Nick Day. I'm a reporter and editor with Coindesk. We are covering the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. We broke the original balance sheet last year that ultimately led to the situation FTX found itself in when it filed for bankruptcy in November last year. And And what's your name? Josh Glancy. Will Pavia. We both work for the Times of London. I'm interested if they watched Michael Lewis on 60 Minutes, to be honest, because it's... uh, 
I thought it was very interesting when he called his, his book a letter to the jury, so it'd be interesting to see if that comes up. They're going to have to spend a lot of time explaining, okay, like, here is a, what is a cryptocurrency, what is an exchange? Like, I don't fucking understand half of it. Well, our goal is to help you understand at least half of it. When we were finally let inside, we waited in another long line to give up our electronics, and then we were ushered into overflow rooms where we could watch the proceedings on monitors. Even though the image was grainy, we could tell Sam had gotten a haircut. His famous curls were definitely more closely cropped. Once court was in session, the first order of business was selecting a jury. More specifically, through a process known as voir dire, which is when potential jurors are questioned by a judge before a jury is selected. The legal teams for both the defense and the prosecution had submitted a list of proposed questions, which I was able to look through before the trial started. The questions ranged from what potential jurors did for a living to whether they'd be able to vote to convict on this trial, and even if they had seen Michael Lewis's appearance on 60 Minutes this past Sunday. A lot of people seemed like they were trying to get out of participating. One juror said they had a wedding in a few weeks. Another was applying for jobs. Others couldn't get the time off from jobs that they had. Someone else said they were scheduled to go to El Salvador for a Miss Universe pageant. One potential juror said he couldn't serve because he didn't understand crypto. But the judge didn't seem convinced. By the end of the day, there were 50 potential jurors left. On day two, each of them will introduce themselves for one minute so the lawyers can get a feel for who they are. Then, 12 jurors and six alternates will be seated, and they will be the people who will ultimately decide Sam's fate. I wanted to understand more about how lawyers think about jury selection. Like, what are they looking for? How do they know who might be favorable to their side? Today, on the show, a conversation with Ellen Leggett. Ellen's maybe the best person to talk to us about this. She's a trial consultant, and she's been helping lawyers select juries and cases for over three decades. Ellen, welcome to Judging Sam. Thank you very much, LJ. And I was wondering if you could start by explaining what exactly a jury trial consultant does. Absolutely. Uh, As you said, I've been a jury consultant for three decades, which is to say that I've been doing this pretty much since the start of psychologists assisting lawyers in the courtroom. I am a psychologist by training. Not all jury consultants are, but clearly in in many situations, having a um, person in the courtroom to assist the lawyers is not new, even though many people in the country haven't really understood what the role of a jury consultant is. We do many things that surprisingly, don't involve a crystal ball. Um, (laughs) Many people think we can just walk into a courtroom, sit there and divine things about the jurors and would that it were that easy. But no divine powers are necessary or brought into the courtroom. In fact, there's a lot of science that is behind usually what we are doing as we look at the jury during that voir dire process and the selection process. And I'm curious, as someone who spends a lot of time thinking about the jury, like, how do you think about the jury's role? Yeah. You know, the jury has a very, very hard role. If one uh, thinks about entering a class in college for something that you never in a million years would want to take, that's how these jurors feel when they're walking into a trial. And usually it's a trial about which they will have very little 
technical information. So they have a very hard job because the rules really are set up so that they will not be able to stand too closely to the issues. But they know that they are, besides the judge, the most important people in that courtroom. And they want to do their job well, and they want to render a fair verdict. There's nothing worse for a jury than to think the public will believe that they did the wrong thing. Usually in life, when you're making a big decision, you want to be like reading everything there is to read about it. You want to be talking to the people that you trust. <laughs> and then Sam Bankman Freed's, you know, is looking at the jury instructions and they, it specifically says, and I think it's always like this, you can't talk to anyone, you can't read anything. Like, why have we decided that that's the best way for a jury to reach a verdict? Our forefathers in their wisdom thought that they were doing the right thing to put limits on what jurors could do to gather information. And I don't think they were wrong. I think instructing the jurors to rely upon what they hear in the courtroom, as well as their experiences um, in life, we can't tell them to pack those up in a suitcase and leave them all at home, but they are given parameters um, to focus them on the evidence because there are so many legal rules that govern what evidence they can and cannot hear. How much say do lawyers have over who ends up on the jury? That's a really good question. The lawyers are ultimately in um, charge of jury selection, but what is most daunting is the fact that although we, we talk about it as jury selection, it truly is jury deselection. There are many rules about who can actually be excused. And that is all that lawyers can do is excuse jurors. And we can talk more about the different rules for excusing jurors, but it's really deselection, not selection. Yeah, for sure. And is there a limited amount of people you can excuse? Like, is it three strikes or three people you can? <laughs> <laughs> three strikes, you're out. Well, um, there are a couple of ways that jurors can be excused. And some the judge is the ultimate arbiter of, and he has the decision to make. And others are at the discretion of the lawyers. First of all, time availability is something that they all care about. And this is a six-week trial. So they could be excused by the judge if they really don't get paid for jury duty and make a case that they will have financial hardship. The judge can move to excuse jurors on that basis. Also, if there are medical reasons or time, other time interferences like being the sole caretaker for an elderly person. But other than time or financial qualifications, the next category is do you have a connection to the case? And you'll see that the, there are many questions asked by the judge and proposed by the lawyers that aim to find out whether there's a direct connection, because that would create the appearance of bias and those people would be excused most likely. And usually the lawyers will propose that they would like to excuse someone for cause, but the judge decides. And then, as you pointed out, three strikes, yes, those are freebies. The lawyers can choose um, to excuse usually three jurors each side, but again, under some circumstances, that number may be different. And judges can handle that process very differently. Interesting. 
If you were working as a jury selection expert in this particular case, let's say you were working for the prosecution, what would your dream juror look like? Could you describe them? Well, dream jurors are always going to be neutral jurors that have the ability to see the evidence clearly. I have to say that this crystal ball does not enable me to divine what I think an ideal juror would be for each side. We actually focus on who the dangerous jurors would be. For the very reason that I said, we can't go out and choose which ones are the ideal jurors. All we can do is deselect dangerous jurors. So we're looking for more likely who are the jurors can, that can hurt either side. For Sam Bankman fried as the defendant being accused of fraud in a financial collapse, obviously having victims who have in some way been affected financially, whether it's from the cryptocurrency collapse or other kinds of financial fraud, those would be very dangerous jurors. Jurors who can identify with those that may have been victimized by this conduct. But would those people be disqualified or would they have to be used? Would you have to use up one of your strikes to get someone out? They most they most likely would um, be stricken by the defense team. However, they will do their very best strategically. If there's someone that they're worried about, that they will make a case to the judge that the prior experiences that this juror may have had creates a bias that they would not be able to put aside, which is why ultimately it's the judge who makes the call as to whether there's a potential cause strike there. One of the things that is very interesting in this case is is the extreme intelligence of Sam Bankman-Fried in a somewhat eccentric way that may create division among jurors as to whether he's a boy genius that we should all be, you know, admiring and he didn't know a lot about what the the official rules were. He was just really smart and managed to put this all together, but he's not some premeditated crook. And therefore, he's somewhat of a sympathetic figure because he had he didn't have knowledge really of the all the rules in the pond that he was playing in. So, I think the that's the beneficial juror for him, but the more likely juror that he would be worried about is someone who is very suspicious of how a 30-year-old can be one of the richest people in the world without having done something wrong. People who are, I would say, actually older jurors who are of the generation that has to work hard would be more dangerous for him than younger jurors. See, that's interesting. That's why maybe I shouldn't have your job because I would think (laughs) that maybe you would want boomers because they would be like, oh, Sam reminds me of my son. I think maybe the younger generation is more skeptical of billionaires in general, more liberal, more believing that you know, all money shouldn't be concentrated in the few. I mean, you have to be speak. These are all vast generalizations, I guess, but 
And you, you know, that's a really interesting point that you've just made, LJ, is that we are doing vast generalizations here. And a lot of what lawyers do in the absence of a jury consultant is basically rely upon stereotypes and their own um, experiences with people. And that's the way the law has been for years and years and years. When psychologists or jury consultants start getting into the mix, it's just a check on those presuppositions. And often that is why we do the focus groups or the, um, the research in order to test them out for ourselves. And when you say you do these focus groups, like how does that work? Do you have the lawyers give opening statements and you have 12 random people listen to the opening statements and then they say what they think about them? That's pretty close, LJ. You could have my job, you see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're trying to provide a sample of what jurors in the trial venue might think. So we sample broadly. We may have many more people than that listen to the lawyers describe the case and divide them into multiple groups. So we may have the ability to compare this group versus that group. This group found him guilty. This group didn't. What were the differences and why? You know, you're trained as a psychologist and you start paying attention to the jurors as soon as when you're working on a case, right? As soon as they walk into a courtroom. Could you describe what is it that you're looking for? What are you paying attention to? And specifically, let's pretend that it's Sam's case. What would you be watching out for? So it's a very um, tense day. Your adrenaline is definitely running. And and I'm usually sitting at counsel table with my clients um, next to the lawyers. And, and in this case, if I were working for Sam Bankman-Fried, which I'm not, I would be sitting next to him and his lawyers at counsel table. I immediately start looking at the demographic makeup of the group as they walk in. And this will be a courthouse filled with potential jurors. I'm immediately looking at how many men, how many women, making mental tallies, trying to get a sense of the demographics. How many gray heads do I see? How many people carrying iPads and technology, whether they're dressed neatly, whether they're dressed in a business suit, whether they're treating the environment formally or informally, looking for things that may be relevant in this matter. But looks are deceiving. I want to be very clear about that. Body language and appearances are not what matter the most in jury selection, but you can get some assessments of personality. And as a psychologist, when you're listening to the jurors speak, when they're answering the questions, how do you listen differently than your average person? How does your training help you with that? That is a great question because I could be sitting at the council table with three other lawyers and none of them will have heard what I heard. It's not the content of what they say, it's how they say it. So I am looking at... Um, whether they are being truthful in my eyes is how forthright are they being? Are they trying too hard to get on this jury by being very um, loquacious and talking a lot? Are they being more attentive to one lawyer or the other? But also, are they tipping their hand inadvertently because they may use the word rules, for example, in describing their job. 
Um, and the word rules may come up. And yeah, and I definitely think in the case of Sam Bankman Freed, as the defense, if you're on the defense team, you probably wouldn't want someone who is very into rules. Same, same. Mm-hmm. You know, this is such a high profile case. People are going to be coming in, maybe having heard about Sam. What impact does that make on jury selection? Yeah, it's a really good question. And as I noted in the submitted questions for Voidir, both sides are interested in what have you heard in the pretrial days and then the publicity. Um, first off, jurors will know that it's an important case because of the pretrial publicity. And that actually makes them sometimes really want to be on the jury. And it may also intimidate them and they feel like it's going to be too much in the glare of publicity and they don't want that responsibility. And sometimes that in and itself gets brought out in jury selection when jurors start talking. But overall, I think that exposure is not necessarily what either side needs to worry about. It's whether jurors feel that they have been persuaded to one side or the other already. And then what have you heard? And what opinions have you formed? Now that's the jackpot. If you can get the judge to ask what opinions have you formed? If they say that they've formed an opinion already, the chances are they could be excused for cause. Which is why um, I think it was on Sam Bankman frieds um, questions they actually asked, have you posted anything on social media about this case, about cryptocurrency, about FTX, Alameda? Have you posted anything? Because that's someone who has an opinion and they've shared it. So they're much more dangerous, much more dangerous. Gotcha. So if you want to get out of jury duty, what you should say is, I've already made up my mind. Pretty much. That's the <laughs> silver bullet. That's the magic bullet right there. Yeah. <laughs> I've already made up my mind and nothing I hear in court is going to change me. But judges are not pushovers on this. The gotcha. judges are pretty um, adept at winnowing out people who are trying to get off jury duty and people who are really troubled by something that has happened in their own experience or that has already made them form an opinion. Do you think in this case, if you're on the defense or on the prosecution, who do you think would be more concerned about the jurors coming in, having read a lot about Sam and who would want those types of jurors? I think Sam Bingman Freed's side will probably be more um, interested in people who start out neutral and not having, not knowing very much. Yeah. And the government may be, they may not be as interested in finding people who are ignorant of everything, but they may have benefited from some of the pretrial publicity for sure. Stick around. Judging Sam will be right back. As listeners of this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert teams of nerds have the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. 
What could Future You do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Are there any proposed voir dire questions that you found interesting that stood out to you? There is one question on the proposed voir dire by Sam Bankman-Fried side to ask about ADHD, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. They're going to want people who have familiarity with ADHD and may forgive him some things because of it. There is on, I believe it's, I believe it was on Sam Bankman-Fried's side, the question about effective altruism, which... Uh, I just find as an interesting area overall, because people probably have never heard of it before until this trial, if they've heard of it at all. On the other hand, they've heard of billionaires giving away money. Um, There are many other wealthy individuals who are prominent donors to social causes. But this political focus of Sam Bankman-Fried's giving under this philosophical umbrella of effective altruism is interesting to try to get at in voir dire. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the, if I can find the questions. Here, I have got it. It's three of them. Do you have any negative opinion about amassing wealth to support causes to improve the world or help others? If so, what is your opinion and why? Have you heard or are you familiar with the philosophical movement called effective altruism or EA? And the last one is what you've been alluding to all along. Is there anything you have read, seen, or heard about effective altruism that would make it hard for you to be a fair and impartial juror in this case? So those questions are stand-ins and what the judge, how far (laughs) the judge opens the lid on that is anyone's guess. But Quite honestly, it borders right, it walks right up to political, um, political sentiments because so much of Sam Bankman Freed's giving was political in nature. And I think that there is a lot of political undertone here that won't be explored in court. And this question is the only way they're really trying to get at it. Because they can't say, like, are you a Republican? That's not allowed? Mm -hmm. 
they're not going to be able to find that out. Now, had there been prior jury research by either side with focus groups and they were able to develop along Sam Bankman-Fried's own inclinations, a statistical um, predictor of what Republicans versus Democrats might think about his case, you know, that would be useful. But how are you going to find the Republicans and the Democrats in this jury pool? It's very difficult. Oh, and they also ask what newspapers and magazines and stuff do you read? So that's kind of a giveaway. (laughs) So there's a triangulation happening, looking for clues, breadcrumbs in other areas that give insight into what their political leanings might be. If you watch certain television, if you watch Fox TV, if you watch CNN, I mean, there are things that will be clues in that direction for sure. Now, here's a very good question often asked of jurors. Is there something I should know about you that hasn't come up yet in the questioning that you believe pertains to this court trial, to this trial or this matter? Often that's a question asked of jurors at the end because they may be sitting on something that nobody's quite asked them yet. And they, um, you know, they know that they're um, first cousin once removed, dappled in cryptocurrency, but nobody asked. <laughs> yeah. And I can see if you're a juror and a judge asked you that, it can make you sweat and you just, you feel like you have to say what right, you're thinking right, about. Right, right, right. And it is a very imposing environment. I've been in Southern District of New York in this courthouse and selected juries in that courthouse. And it is a courthouse that is awe-inspiring. It's quite formal. And when the judge starts asking you questions specifically up there from the bench, it's uh, enough to make you not play games. Let's just put it that way. We'll be back in a minute with one last thing. As listeners of this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert teams of nerds have the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before Nerd Wallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet, but you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at t-mobile.com slash now. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Ellen, one thing that you do as a jury trial expert is you also research how juries respond to witness testimony, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in this case, there's going to be at least three former FTX officials who have pled guilty and they are going to testify against Sam in exchange for lesser sentences. What can you say about how jurors tend to think about testimony from cooperating Mm -hmm, witnesses? mm -hmm. Well, I think in this case, there's no doubt about it. Ms. Ellison is going to be a very important witness and jurors are going to be looking forward to her testimony. That's Caroline Ellison, Sam's former on and off again romantic partner. Yeah, romantic partner and um, head of Alameda. so yes, she's pled guilty and she has agreed to um, cooperate with the government from what I understand. So you're asking whether jurors will discount her testimony because she has um, this deal, right? Yeah, exactly. Jurors will be very attentive to assessing her credibility independent of that, I believe. Because she's got so much information, I think they will be attending more to her than many other witnesses and looking for, is she telling the truth or is she not telling the truth based on what they see with their own eyes? And I think that that will carry in some way more weight for them in this trial than knowing that she had a plea deal. Often people are somewhat they approach the witness who has cooperated and they approach them with some caution, but they will give that witness the chance to persuade them that they're telling the truth because jurors do think that their main job is to determine whether witnesses are telling the truth. They really think it's their job to determine that. And they think that they are very good at it. So they will be using their own eyes and ears and coming up with their own judgment of whether she's telling the truth or not. And someone will bring up, of course, that this could all be made up because um, she's just trying to save herself. But others will say, yeah, but I believed her. If she does not convince the jury, it's, you know, that's a different story than that they won't give her a chance because she has already pled guilty and is cooperating with the government. What is it that makes someone seem credible to a jury? Like, I've heard Caroline speak. I know I relate to her also as a (laughs) curly-haired woman who's relatively petite, who tends to Uh up-talk. Like, is that something that's going to work against her? Like, sometimes, you know, people have criticized me for not always sounding super certain. And I think people have said that about Caroline Ellison. Do you think, how do you think the jury is going to respond to her specifically? I think that it will depend upon the makeup of the jury, for sure. I think that women on the jury will be more sympathetic to everything you just said about her. Um, But there will be cynics, for sure, that 
she is where she is because she was the girlfriend that they were in the same hotel room, luxury penthouse in the Bahamas running these two supposedly separate companies, but they're really one in the same person. They're yin and yang, you know, two parents as university professors. I mean, the, the, the coincidences in their relationship are eerie. The end result will be that she has to be presenting herself as confident in what she says. And jurors will be quick to judge if she is hesitant, if she contradicts herself. But she has a chance to really um, bring him down if jurors believe her. And it's up to her. I think she's a very, very important witness. Alan Luckett, thank you so much. This was a fascinating conversation. Thank you for having me. It will be a trial to watch, that's for sure. We'll be back in your feed soon with more expert analysis and news from Sam Bankman-Fried's trial. Thanks for listening. This episode of Judging Sam was hosted by Lydia Jean Cotton. Catherine Girardot and Nisha Venkin produced this show. Lydia Jean Cotton is our court reporter. Sophie Crane is our editor. Our music was composed by Matthias Bossi and John Evans of Stellwagen Symphonette. Judging Sam is a production of Pushkin Industries. Got a question or comment for me? There's a website for that. atrpodcast.com That's atrpodcast.com To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to access bonus episodes and listen ad-free, don't forget to sign up for a Pushkin Plus subscription at pushkin.fm slash plus or on our Apple show page. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.